This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hi everyone, you're listening to Thoughts and Theories on ORFM, where I'll delve deeper into the meanings and messages of films, books, TV shows, and more. I'm Asha Amaasri, and let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Thoughts and Theories. How is everyone doing? I hope everyone's healthy, good, and hopefully your work or university isn't kicking you in the bum like mine is at the moment. Um, I have an assignment that's due this Friday and I have another assignment that's due the next Friday and I have no break between that. Um, And I am dead on my feet, but you know, just got to keep grinding, is what they say. Um, I wanted to apologize because a fortnight ago, I was supposed to record a podcast as I do usually on schedule. Um, I didn't do that, so if you guys are in tune with, you know, catching up with my recordings and things, then you'll know that, hey, la, um, that episode was a rerun. Yeah, uh, I apologize for that because I I have an explanation and it's good, I promise. Um, not an excuse, but an explanation. Um, so basically what happened was I had an assignment that was due and it was a reading log. Oh, reading log, like sort of a diary entry log thing. And it was, like, sort of two months' worth of entries, but not just that. It was also, like, responses to, like, you know, uh, research, educational readings that I had to do. Give my thoughts, feedback, and practicing, and blah, 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 all that stuff, right? Um, and I had to do it within the course of one night. Um, why? Was I busy? No. Uh, did I have multiple opportunities and times to do it earlier on? Yes. Did I do that? No. Did I regret it? Yes. Did I still somehow, against all odds, manage to turn it in before 12 o'clock midday? Yeah, but then I promptly died after that. (laughs) So basically, if you didn't get what I was saying, um, I did the two months worth of work within the course of a night. Um, I started at like 10 o'clock at night, and then I finished at 11 o'clock in the morning, and then I had the hour to drive... Drive... (laughs) get dropped off to um university printed out I don't even I didn't even properly read through it because I didn't sleep a wink um the sour apple monster energy drink really saved my life there uh and then I submitted it like two minutes before midday and I'm super proud of that will I get a good grade probably not will I pass most likely do I recommend this no (laughs) definitely not don't do this ever again this was my first ever like like diary entries type of assignment and it was the worst mistake of my life um people procrastinate on essays all the time and that's fine but I do do not do not with these ones with like log entry type stuff do not that was my first time and I regret it I have another assignment coming up same vibe different topic and I will definitely definitely try my best to catch up with that and be on time with that but I might eat my words. We'll see. Two episodes in the future. I'll catch you guys up on how that assignment's going. Anyway, I'm getting too distracted with my life updates as per usual. Sorry about that. But yeah, so after after I had submitted that assignment, usually I record my episodes the Monday before the Tuesday. And um, I've got a pretty good schedule going on. But because I had a um, that assignment and I did an all-nighters, I also knew I had work the next day and I've got like a really early morning shift, like two o'clock in the morning sort of vibe. So I have to wake up at like 1.30 and stuff. Um, So I knew I had to sleep early, early. So I set an alarm for one o'clock in the morning and I went to bed at 6 p.m. Usually I record my episodes eight o'clock at night after I finish with work, uni, like workshops and stuff like that. But nah, that day I just, my mind died. And then like, I was a window shut down and it wasn't until today at six o'clock. Well, today, yeah, today, six o'clock. No. Well, by the time you guys listen to this, it won't be today, but it's like, then it is, um, it is currently Tuesday, the Tuesday of the episode that I forgot. And I checked my phone and 
um, I got a message from my boss and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> completely forgot about this. So yeah, here I am and I'm going to try and stockpile some episodes so this doesn't happen again, especially with the busy upcoming weeks of my life. So let's get back to the topic at hand because it's been five minutes and I've just been talking nothing but myself. So the topic of this episode is types of readers. I'm actually really excited to talk about this one because I think I remember doing an episode about like some online books that I read and stuff like that and I had some pretty positive feedback about that one and I realized I haven't actually been doing much food, food, what the frick, clearly I'm hungry, um, I haven't been doing much book related uh, episodes in a while so I was like you know what let's let's hop back on to the bandwagon especially since on TikTok I've been more and more on book talk lately and I've just like I'm like I'm in that reading phase again so I really should snap to it while it's still like still there so yeah I'm wondering and I'm very curious what type of reader are you like obviously a lot of people read in different ways because people have their minds work differently some people when they read words off of a page like if they if they read the word apple you would immediately imagine a red apple in your head and if you looked into the distance you could if you tried hard enough literally see a red apple floating in your palm if I said there is a red apple floating in your palm however other people don't work like that um some people when they read the word apple just read the word apple and can't envision it unless they, you know, unless they uh, see it in a picture or in a movie, painting, whatever, some sort of visual mean, right? And I found that really interesting when I heard of that at first because I was like, no wonder some people don't like to read. Because it's like, when when I read, a whole ass movie like, plays in my mind, like, some sort of film reel, okay? Like, girl falls on, like, a banana peel, a male, like, appears out of nowhere and catches her. But, like, the way I envision it, even if it doesn't, like, specifically say in the book, like, I can imagine, like, the sun behind his head, so his face is sort of, like, shadowed a wee bit, and he's, like, like, the camera, well, the metaphorical camera is, like, at a, like, bottom looking up sort of angle and so he's just like you know smirking and all his like cool glory and he's just like are you okay (laughs) like stop like it's just I don't know maybe it's just because I'm delusional and yeah people say reading is good for you honestly I know they say that but sometimes when I read I genuinely question that statement because I think reading has made me become more delusional than I was before I ever started reading. Like, before I started reading, I had realistic, like, expectations in, like, life or in men, romance, friendships, whatever, right? But then I started reading more regularly, and I'm just like, yeah, totally. Like, I 100% believe this man with wings is just gonna come sweep me off my feet from my, like, boring mundane life and like take me out on an adventure where I overthrow corrupt kingdoms and you know like I'm so delusional and it's just (laughs) but hey who doesn't want to live a delusional life I mean doesn't it make things much more interesting (laughs) that's the way I like to view it anyway uh, but yeah, no, so I've got like, lo- I've, I've got a list of like, um, readers, like types of readers that, you know, has come up in my mind, okay? And, um, I, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of relate to most of these, like, I'm not one specific reader. I think we all are just different types of readers, different points in our lives. It's just which one we like most commonly associate with. So, the first type of reader that I would say uh, that I'd like to talk about is the rereader. So basically, the rereader is uh, someone who doesn't like to find new books or it struggles with finding new books, and you always just pick up the same story or series to reread, even though you've read it like thousands of times and you know the characters by heart, you know what the next line is gonna be, and it's just like, it's just a comfort book to you, you know, and um. I relate to that, honestly, like, it with series as well, because um, I, I watch a lot of the same series. I really struggle with branching out to new series, and I think with just things in general, I think. I think the type of reader you are really tells you what type of person you are, um, which I'll get into for in a wee bit, but 
Yeah, no, I get with the rereader thing because it's like you already recognize the characters and you don't need to re-familiarize with them, you know? You know them and they're closer in your heart. They're like family. So you don't need to pretend, you don't need to start to care about them, you know? Because the getting to know process is very exhausting and it's very tiring. However, when you know the character so intimately, you can just replay your best moments in the story and just not worry about context and other things and then you can make up your own head cannons you can like theorize more about the characters and all that and it's just it's just so comforting like when you're in a reading slump and you just um don't sorry about the loud noise in the background I live near a highway so there's just always cars but yeah no and it's just um there's just so comforting and you don't um you, it's it's not a hassle if you know what I mean and when you're in a slump or when you're sad um, it's just, it's like, it's like embracing an old friend is the best way I can say it. It's just super comforting. And maybe, who knows, maybe your best favorite comfort characters are in that series. And every reader has at least one book or series that they have as their comfort series, even if they don't revisit as often as rereaders or the, I, I like to say comfort readers. That's, that's the best title I can come up with. Um, but that leads me to my next my next um type of reader which i sort of talked about a little bit before and that is what i call the annotator or uh the crackfield name which is <laughs> the obsessor um or the analyzer or whatever but you sort of get the gist so it's basically someone like you don't necessarily need to read this book more than once but it's when you pick up a book and you read it with the intention of just analyzing the crap out of that book like these people usually have their own kits they have a pencil they've got highlighters they've got like they've got eraser like you know and it's just not like it's not normal highlighters it's not normal pens and stuff like that it's just full-on professional annotating set and I'm not gonna lie I dream to have this like I'm the type of girl who wants to have it and looks at people online having it. You know, those aesthetic videos of getting ready and stuff like that. That That is me. I want that to happen for me, but I just never do it because I never have the right materials for it. Well, that's the excuses I like to make. <laughs> I just don't end up doing it. So basically what I mean is, so they have sticky tabs, right? But annotators or analyzers they go the next level and they basically have these colors uh these colors sticky tabs in the same color of that book like let's say let's say you have the harry potter book right um and you've got the gryffindor edition and like the color of gryffindor is like red black orange some sort of vibe with that right so they're their tab, like, um, their list of tabs, uh, will basically be a range of those colors. Not exactly those colors, but, you know, a similar vibe to that. And then on their index page, they will have, like, a, um, clarification table on what different tabs mean. Ooh, light orange means this was, super, uh, like, this was an enjoyable moment. Black means what the hell. Or, like, gray means just, like, um, I don't know, like, really funny scene or something like that and then they some people don't like to write on their books so they have another clear tab pad and they would like write it on the corners and the margins and stuff like that and stick onto it there um some people write directly on the books because they want the memories it's a journey and it's like your heart is you know into it and you basically just put your comments live in real time so that when you reread that book you can look at your comment and be like huh so that's what I thought in that moment and like you can see if you agree or disagree with that sentiment at that time and some people with even more advanced stuff they've got like they've got more tabs but it's like longer and thinner and it's specifically to to imitate like the the length and size of a highlighter and obviously it's clear so you can see the words and because like I said some people don't like to damage their books and they just like to stick things on so that is for that but for people who do like to you know, make a per like make it personal and imprint a memory. Then um, they do use highlighters, but even then, no sane, no sane obsessor, analyzer, whatever will ever use a highlighter that doesn't erase. Okay, like you can't. You it's just it's not it's not a thing. Maybe if you're new into the game, 
people people don't like you know yeah it's a common mistake and you're just starting out that's me i i don't highlight my books but i don't have color coordinated tabs but like um if you talk or like see a seasoned veteran <laughs> in the tabbing like annotating industry then they'll tell you they've got the best tips they've got the best comments they've got the best system that they sort out and it's just it's like top tier like honestly that is what i strive to be is that what I am? No, but it's what I'd like to be. Um, the next one is the amnesiac, uh, what I like to call it. <laughs> the amnesiac is basically someone who reads the book, and I, it doesn't matter if you're really into it or if you're not, and it doesn't matter if you're, like, an annotator or what. This applies to everyone who, you know, like, reads. Like, this is basically the type of person who reads it, no matter their opinion of the book, within a week they'll forget about it. Like, it doesn't matter what it was about. It could be the most groundbreaking, soul-crushing book. But if someone were to ask, hey, what was, what was, uh, like, this book about? And then they'll be like, oh, you know, um, it was a really good book. And I, like, yeah. And then that person would be like, yeah, but what was it about? Like, should I buy it? Like, <laughs> you need to give me more, you need to give me more, than that like do you know any of the characters names and the amnesiac will be like uh well to be fair like in the amnesiac's defense most of the most of the, the most famous like genre going on at the moment is obviously rom-coms and fantasy but fantasy the names on there are actually crazy they're like like the moon the or like like it's literally just mumbling and it's just that's how it sounds like in my head when i read it um, but yeah, no, so, but even though they don't know what exactly the book is about, if someone were to ask, should I buy it, then they'll immediately be like, yes, I forgot what it was about, but the vibes, the vibes were immaculate, killed me, I was in tears, don't remember why, but it will rip your heart out, tear it to shreds, burn it with gasoline, and then stomp on it, and then throw it into the abyss. <laughs> so the amnesiac, while... Not reliable, very, very reliable, if you know what I mean. Like, they give vibes. They speak only in vibes and tropes and tags, not in character names and plot lines or other things. <laughs> and I gotta, I gotta give a little respect to that. Because I find that people with the amnesiac type of reading, they're a lot more in tune with their emotions and they, um, they're very empathetic, I notice. So I don't know, does that apply to you or, like... Are you, or are you guys thinking, no, that doesn't apply to me. Like, I, I'm an amnesiac reader, but, like, I think I'm pretty cold and standoffish towards people. Like, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts? Like, let me know. Um, and, like, what was the other ones I was talking about? Um, the, all right, the rereader, comfort readers. Like, yeah, is it true when I say that, like, um, you go back to it because it's, like, embracing an old friend? Like, especially when you're sad or when you're cold and you just want to be alone and just, you know, do that. This is the type of person, like, the way I analyze it is, like, uh, someone who is either afraid of change or is just very, very comfortable with the current status quo. And a change of schedule will sort of tip that very, very thin, delicate balance that you have going on in your life. And it doesn't necessarily mean that your life is on a fragile thread, though it could. Um, it just means that you know, you're happy with the way things are, and if it were to change, you wouldn't know what to do. Um, and obviously, this doesn't just apply to books and stuff. This could be rewatches for series and movies, or just like regular routine keepers and stuff like that, right? Um, and th th those were just the th those were the two examples I did, right? The amnesiac, uh, the annotator, and the rereader. And the annotator. I get the feeling that you guys are very, you guys have very critical thinking, um, and you, hmm, how do I say this? Very critical thinking and very observant with the people around you. Um, you tend to make fake scenarios in your head 
Um, not necessarily, not necessarily Delulu ones, but you still do make scenarios with your head. And if you were to meet a stranger, you sometimes like to overanalyze their things, uh, like their actions, their facial expressions and stuff, just for the funsies of it. You know, it's not real, but you just, you're bored. So this is what you do. And you make like a whole fake backstory for this person. Like, for example, like you could see like an old woman at the, like at the morning market and she's buying like, she's buying a bag of potatoes and like a bag of apples and stuff and she's holding multiple things in her hands and like you're making this whole ass backstory in your head because it's like oh my god look at her she's very old but look at her hands are so steady it tells me that she's like lived a life of working and stuff she's not she's not unfamiliar with like the routine of a working class woman and maybe in the past she did yada 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 we she went on all these adventures and sometimes they're like whole ass not real like she was kidnapped as a kid and then she like woke up in like a different dimension or something it doesn't matter this is just something that you like to do and it's something that you like to entertain yourselves with and um yeah but with the annotator thing that I wanted to say um like some people there are very different types of annotators of course some people annotate with serious critical thought-provoking like thinking like does this like is this a foreshadowing for character A's, like, turn to villainy? Or, like, it could be like, oh, this uh, character B is in denial for her feelings. Whereas some annotators are just, like, they highlight a comment and just, like, ha, lol. Or, like, they would say, like, ha, this reminds me of this. Or, like, oh, my God, this is so dumb. And and sometimes it's just as simple as what the actual hell is going on. Or some people just, just put all caps, A-H-H-H-H-H, and it's just screaming the entire time, which I love. It's chaotic. The chaotic annotator energy is the vibe. Like, it's just awesome. That's something that I actually really like to do when I'm on TikTok, when I look at these aesthetic videos, and, like, some people, like, they just show us, like, um, snapshots of their annotating, like, their best annotating comments on one book, and just show me no context. In my opinion, that is the best way, that is the best way to sell a book to me, okay? I don't need to know more anything about the plot. Show me the cover, the title, and then show me your annotated, like, comments, okay? If there is a moment where you just do nothing but screaming and it's just like, oh god, oh god, oh god, then that is hooked, positively hooked, like, like take my card, where do I go? Is this even available in New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah um you guys think on that let me know if um any of this like resonates with you or anything or like yeah just vibe for a wee bit and i'll catch you guys in a wee bit and welcome back i hope you guys enjoyed that hopefully it fits the vibe of today's topic i guess um i did realize um while the song was playing everything that I think I need to chill. Like, I feel like I'm talking way too fast for you guys to comprehend what I'm saying. And it's just because I'm just so excited to talk about this. And there's so many types of readers to talk about. And I don't know if I can get it done in one episode. But I feel like it will, like, it won't be great if I rush through them too quickly. So I'll, I'll slow down. And if need be, if you guys want, then I can talk about different types of readers in a different episode. Anyway, so um, with that in mind, I wanted to skip the other types of readers and go straight to what I call the reading sins or the the re <laughs> the blasphemy acts. Basically, this is basically what I mean is like the like the N O P E capital letters exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark attitudes when it comes to reading. Obviously, I don't really care if you read or not, but if you do read. This is like, like, if I see you do this in public, I will audibly gasp and it will be loud enough for you from across the train station to look at me and I will just make judgy eyes at you. Like, that is how much, like, it personally offends me. Um, obviously you don't actually go to jail if you do this, but you do go to book jail, okay? You go to book jail if you do these acts. This, 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 this first type of blasphemy reader literally makes me shudder, okay? And I'm going to come really intimately close with the mic when I say this. And this is the spine breaker. Yep. 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 You heard me right. The spine breaker. Like, are you, are you, are you well? <laughs> okay, no, I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm being like super dramatic and stuff. But basically, the spine breaker is basically when um someone 
uh, reads a book, but they, they like to fold it in half and just, like, really, like, crack the spine of the book. Like, either on purpose, with intention, or just, like, accidentally. And, like, you know how some people on the train or on the bus or something, like, when they're reading a book, if people do that these days, um, like, some people, they do it with one hand. And instead of holding, like, like, putting your thumb and pinky inside the book and with your other hand supporting it outside like a normal person, what they do is they fold the book in half and then, like, hold it, like, you know, like, with one hand and it's just folded, right? That in my opinion, is just, like, like, do you not love your children? <laughs> okay, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, like, books are my children, okay? And that is abuse. <laughs> okay, no, no, seriously. Um, it's just, obviously, like, read however the way you want and makes you comfortable and stuff, but seeing you do that in public is, makes me uncomfortable. And it's just, like, how dare you? <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, so there's that. And there's sort of like a baby version of this crime that I don't really care too much about because I used to do it. And it's like, it's just, it's not as big of a deal to me. Um, so like, the fa- if you would call the, you know, the cracking the spine of a book, the father of a, like, the father, then the son of that crime is, like, folding pages, um, and, like, basically folding pages instead of using bookmarks or whatever. The thing is, what I find really interesting about, like, readers is that, like, some people obviously have those, like, really cute, like, intricately designed bookmarks that they buy specifically for each vibe of the book and stuff, and that, major respect, love that. But for me, and, like, I think my dad occasionally as well, is that when we read, we literally just find anything closest to us and use that as a, like, bookmark. Anything can be a bookmark if it can fit on a page, okay? Tissue paper? Yeah. A pin? Yeah. You know, um, a hair tie? Yep. A bracelet? A stick? Anything. Like, I'm literally just looking around my room to see if anything can be used as a, um, bookmark. Like, a piece of string? Yeah, like a, t- like a torn piece of, like, an outfit or something, yeah, if it fits the book and it can shut properly, go for it. Like, once, I think once I literally saw someone, like, put a wallet or, like, some, or something of that size in their book and just shut it like that, to be, to be fair, that book wasn't going anywhere and it wasn't going in a bag or anything, it was just staying on the table, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, anything you can find on your desk, that is a bookmark, and I just find that super cool. And that is the way to go, okay? It is unnecessary to damage the merchandise in such a way, okay? Because when you fold the page, you leave a crease. And, like, I guess, like, here's the thing. Here's my opinion on, like, like well-loved books, right? I have, like, a very... I have very mixed feelings on it, right? Like, I love a brand new book. Like, a crisp, fresh off the printer, like, just out the store book. Like, it just saw the sunshine before it was shelved away on my shelf, right? Um, I love that. Like, that is an aesthetic on its own, and I want to keep that in peak condition. However, another thing that I absolutely love is the well-loved old book aesthetic. You know the type of, like... Okay, think about, like, a grandmother or a mom's cooking book. You know how, like, they have, like, the leather, the leather, um, wrap, and then they've got, like, the notes strewn everywhere, there's flour, um, and everything, like, put on the thing, and it's just, it's just got such a homey vibe to it, and you know at some point, like, that person had spilled, like, vanilla essence or something all over the book so the book just smells of baking so whenever you see or smell that book you immediately just think of your childhood when you just remembered having the best like the best birthday cakes or something like that you know um that I love that I love that not necessarily the cooking and the vanilla part but like just a really really old book where you can see it's been like like, the pages has been flicked through so many times that it doesn't shut properly. So the whole thing, not just the first couple of pages, the whole thing sort of, like, um, on the edges, like, opens up a bit. So it sort of becomes, like, an umbrella sort of vibe. And then, like, it's, like, a little bit torn around the edges. And it's got, um, 
it's got like yeah, like like if they were an old annotator, there would be notes sticking out at different parts at different like chapters or um stuff like that. That I love. Like Chef's Kiss, moi. Like love that. Iconic. Keep it going. I want more of that. But you know what I hate? What I hate with a capital H is the stage in between a brand new book and a well-loved, well-worn book. That middle part where it's not new anymore, but it's new enough not to be old, you know? Where only a few pages are crinkled and only like only the cover is a little bit ripped and it's just it just feels wrong. Like the very foundation of me as a human being grates at that. Like I just I just can't and it's like it's not good and I hate it. <laughs> and I don't even have a good explanation as to why. Like is there there's surely there's like a study about this, right? Speaking of studies though, like you know, like I said, people. some people love that new book smell. Some people love that old book smell. And that's, that is also really interesting. Because, like, what what is it? What is it that makes us love it so much? Because at the end of the day, we're just smelling paper. Like, just paper debris. Um, it's wood. Like, we're sniffing trees. <laughs> why, is it, why is it not weird when we sniff our books? Okay, actually, now that I say that out loud, I sound like a maniac. And I take back everything I said because it is weird. <laughs> Why is it weird that we sniff books? Oh my god. I sound like a loony loony bin. Anyway, okay. Those are enough those are enough like uh blasphemy takes for the day. Okay? I think I can fit in one more type of book reader. Oh, actually no, before that I need to psychoanalyze these sins. <laughs> I think, like I said, like that father and son thing, like your whole, that those sins are just fall in the same package. Like you're a family. If chances are, if you break the spine of your books, you fold them, you do all sorts of things with them, right? Like, obviously, that is not to say, like, okay, like I say, I cringe at the thought of damaging books, right? Physically. However, however, I do not cringe when someone rips off the front of a book. Well, at first I do. Like, it's kind of like a slap in the face. And it's just like, how dare you? It's not even my book. And watching you do that is just, like, offensive to my eyes and senses. But I love it when they rip a book so dramatically. And it's, like, such a slap in the face. Um, But then, like, they make their own art. Or they do their own book binding and cover for whatever. And it's just so cute. Especially if someone's doing it for... Especially if someone's doing it for, like, a well-loved series. And it's clearly their favorite thing like their favorite series and stuff like let's say harry potter right some people like i know there is the officially the official sanctioned books out there like for like the hufflepuff edition the ravenclaw edition right but some people want to do it their own and they've got their own twist and vibe to it and makes it more personal right i love looking at those videos they're so they're so aesthetically pleasing so asmr and so such a vibe um but like and then seeing them bind them together like that that is like that is like buying your child a new set of clothes. Like, like I did that, you know? Like, I say this as if I'm a parent. I'm not. <laughs> but it's like, it's that sort of thing. Or like, when you look at your pit and you buy them a cute little pit costume, and it's just like, oh my god, look at, that's so cute, and I, I like, put so much effort in this. Or in that case, I spent so much money for this. And it's just like, it's just, it's just, it's so wholesome, and I love it. And it's clearly a work of art. Someone put their heart and soul and passion and time into this. And even if it's not necessarily my aesthetic, or it's not, like, the top ten best thing I've ever seen, it's still something that I can appreciate and no, sympathize isn't the right word, but like, you know, feel for, you know? Um, so yeah. That that is that is top ten things that I like about like um the book talk or the reader community, how some people take liberties with their books in a good way and not damaging it. Um that that's really cool. Like I love it. Um but yeah, no, back to psychoanalyzing the family of sin. <laughs> Um, I don't really know what to say about this other than the fact that you might just not be a, you might not be a big fan of reading or like if you do read, you read for the sake of educational purposes. You generally read nonfiction and if you are reading fantasy or fiction, either your daughter or relative, um, 
suggested it for you and you're trying it and you're like pretty new at this. And yes, I say that because generally people who read books like that, I don't know why. This is just the thing that pops into my mind and I could be wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong. But generally from people who I've seen anyway, they're in the older, older age group, right? Like I'm talking, I'm talking millennials, Gen X sort of vibe, right? And obviously people who are into reading like book talk, like, oh, not book talk, what? Like just the reader community and you are that age. I don't think anyone is more offended than them. Like Gen X, millennial, like no one is more offended than they are seeing their fellow age group <laughs> um, break a spine the way that they do. It just, it's, yeah, I don't know. And um, something tells me that if you do read your books that way, you read the newspaper a lot, um, you probably wear glasses or you need glasses. Um, is there a scientific reason why I said that? No, it's just the vibe that it's giving off. Um, and um, I don't know. And if you do enjoy reading, then, and you still do that, um, then I think you're the type of person who, while you can, like, enjoy a good book, you don't get delusional. Like, like I said, I did at the beginning of this episode. Like, you can separate the reality between book, uh, like, book reality and your reality and just move on with your life. Like, you can read a sad book and be sad about it for, like, 10 minutes, and then you can move on as if that didn't, like, as if that didn't matter. Like, for me, if I read a sad book, and it doesn't even need to be a sad, sad book. Like, it could just be, like, it could just be a small thing, and I would be in tears, and I would be thinking that when I go to sleep at night for the next week, at least, okay? So, that that's the difference. So, you're a little bit more unaffected with that, and you can very, you've got really good com compartmentalization, and I think that's why as well. I think I sort of relate this more to the older generations, um, because it just seems, it just seems very corporate, to me anyway yeah and obviously that falls for like um book folding as well book folding though uh not book folding um page like page folding like instead of using bookmarks that I can see more with people our ages like my age younger and stuff like that anyone any age group can do this and this is just the the vibe that I get from this is you don't want to read you're doing this for an assignment or someone told you to read and you're just doing the bare minimum of what you have to do and you just, and that's it. And you just like, oh, you know, whatever. And I'm going to forget about it anyways. And you like read like probably like when, just when you're supposed to, even though like it's an assignment or something. So yeah, that's, that's the vibe that I get from those two. Um, did I get it right or did I get it wrong? Let me know. Was I way off or 100% correct? Um, but basically from my experience, from the people I interact with and the people I see in my day-to-day -day life, I think this is pretty accurate. Prove me wrong. Anyway, back to the types of readers that I wouldn't say necessarily condone, but like just like, you know, that I see a lot. Okay, this one is called the speed reader or like I like to call this person the flash because in a flash, they're done with a book. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter how long that book goes or how short it is, they're done. They can generally read, like, they can usually finish a book within three days, shorter even, if they wanted to. Um, and, um, like, this person gives me the vibe of someone who is on a mission. Like, they've got a reading list or a reading goal of how much to read per month or per year. And they're, like, they're putting out, like, 10-plus books a month, and it's, like, no sweat, and they just do it. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that they appreciate books less than the slow reader, and obviously you can tell the slow reader processes things differently. It's sort of self-explanatory. Ex what? Explanatory. Yeah, oh my god, what is English? Anyway. Yeah, so it's a little bit, um, like, opposites than that. But, like, just because they read it really fast doesn't mean they appreciate it less. And just because someone reads a book really slow doesn't mean that they appreciate it more. You know, like I said, it's just, like, processing and how different people take different things. And, um, yeah. Um, the thing is with speed readers, though, I get and not exactly the same vibe as the corporate millennial thing I was talking about before, but more so that you're very organized with your life. You're very goal oriented. And um, if you want to do something, 
you not you can easily do it or not even if you do struggle with it like you can envision yourself easily doing it you know you're the type of person who would make to-do lists and actually do the stuff on that list okay because some people make to-do lists and they don't do it and that that is that is a different type of reader which I will get into, get into in a wee minute and the speed reader like um if you really like like I said if you're a veteran or like into like the whole reading community and stuff maybe you'll have a book log and you can be as creative as possible like with book logs like this some people have like a like a black and white picture of a bookshelf with like these spines of books right and it's got it's got no color it's got no name on these spines and stuff but every time you finish a book you would color you would color that book and write the name of the book that you are reading on that spine and a reading log and this is like not for assignments and stuff and not for like you know this, this is a reading log for pleasure, and it's a lot more, it can be a lot more in-depth, or it can be really simple, but, like, generally, from the ones that I see on TikTok and stuff, like, a reading log can consist of, obviously, the basic stuff, like, um, the title of the book, the author of the book, your thoughts of the book, right? And then you can go a bit deeper and, like, say, what were your, uh, like, how long did you read that book? How long did you read it a day? What are your thoughts on the book? Any specific comments? Was there a character that you personally related to? Was there a moment where, was there a moment where you went, oh my god? You know, and there might be, like, specific prompt questions, or maybe you have, like, a free comment you wanted to say. Some people like to doodle their comments and stuff like that. And, like, yeah, no, th those are really interesting. And so I associate people who are speed readers to be more likely to be doing um, book logs. But that is not to say they are exclusively for speed readers. Everyone, like, in anyone and everyone can do uh, book logs. I don't. I can't. That's too much effort for me. Like, if I read a book, I'll either do a voice note on it um, and talk about it and then just, like, forget about it. Or I'll just tell someone about it. Like, I just... Or maybe I'll leave a book review. I don't know. But that's less likely. Um, okay. Now, I want to... <laughs> so, yeah. Like, uh, before that. Um, yeah. So, you're a lot more organized with your life. And, um... Goal-oriented. And, I don't know. I'm getting the vibe that you have a pet of some sort. Mm, I'm leaning more towards a dog. But not necessarily. Um... You could be physically fit. You could be physically fit or physically healthy, but you're not necessarily the type of person who would go out a lot more. I think actually you're the type of person who would prefer to read at home, even though you can read anywhere, everywhere. Like you can read on the bus, on the train, at work during break, if you want to. But you prefer to do it in the comforts of your house. Most people would have a room, but I, rec I have a feeling that some speedrunners would have speedrunners speed readers would have like a specific nook where they read and that's their comfort area and that is the time where they can get in the zone and just delve into like each book anyway uh <laughs> is that you like let me know okay um next book type of reader i would say is the the tbr and that is me <laughs> Or I would say the the shelf decorator. Basically, for those of you who don't know, TBR stands for to be read. Um, and it's basically a list of books that we either already have or a list of books that we want to get and are going to read. But we just never end up doing it. Like, obviously, some people, like, maybe, because a lot of people have, like, lists, uh, like, TBRs, right? Um, and some people have, like, a reasonable, like, two or three amount, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'll read, I'll read this on Tuesday, and then I'll read this in, like, two weeks' time, um, and which is reasonable. But some people, and I, I'm calling myself out here, some people have a TBR list that is longer than the Wall of China, Okay? The TBR list is so long that deadass, you could make your own book, like that is the length of your own book, just titles alone, okay? And this is basically people who, I get the vibe, are really easily driven into slumps. Um, and uh, a reading slump basically is a, a time in your life where you don't want to read anything and you're just nothing, it, you're, not, you're not in the mood 
for anything. Usually I experience this after I read a spectacular book and nothing feels good enough for me anymore after that and I just have to process that for like a month or so before going on and being back into my old like reading springy self. Um, but yeah, so I get the vibe that people with long TBR lists gets into slumps far too easily. It could be in the middle of a book, just like near the end of a book maybe, or just maybe you're in a, on an extended slump and everything. And you tend to, you tend to book, buy books on vibes alone. And it's definitely on your mood and you're generally indecisive and you're just like, should I get option A, option B or option C? Oh, who cares? I'll just buy all three. Like that's the vibe that I get. And then your shelf gets fuller and fuller, but the books that you have actually read are probably like three. <laughs> that is me. I have a part on my desk dedicated to books that I have read or, or like are about to read and it's just there, but I haven't actually read it and I always make plans to do it, but I just don't. The only books that I have read is like in my, on my desk is the... I did a podcast episode on this, and it's The Girl on the, in the Moon, and that was a comfort read for a long time. I sort of grew out of it, so I don't really read it anymore. But, like, like I've got a bunch of stuff. I'm, like, I'm staring at my shelf right now, and, like, some of the titles are, like... So I've got the full... Um, I've got the full Red Queen series by... Um, I've got her first name, but her last name is... Oh, right. Um, the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. And then I've got... I've got the Maze Runner series, I've got the Maze Runner, the Scorch Trials, the Death Cure, and then the Fever Code. Um, I wanted I wanted another book, I just don't know exactly what, uh, another book from that series. It was the one from Newt's perspective, as, oh yeah, Crank Palace. Um, I wanted that, but I don't have that yet. I've got, like, I've got High Rise, I've got um, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, I've got the film. Oh my god, I can't read that because I'm not wearing my glasses. The 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 f- permanent film guide, I think, or something like that. Like the ten top ways to get successful or something. I've got Shakespeare's sonnets. Um, I've got um, I've got Ness Burn. Uh, I've got Noughts and Crosses. Uh, what else? And uh, like some some books by uh, Kathy Reach. Kathy Reek, Reach, I don't know how to pronounce that. Basically, that's like, that's basically the gist of what my bookshelf is like. And um, I'm really easily put into slumps because when I read, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, I like take annotating ser- very seriously. Like, I love to annotate. And when I read, I want to make my thoughts known and stuff like that. And so when I pick up a physical book, I cannot read unless I have my equipment next to me, and so then I can be ready to write something if I wanted to. So if I'm in the mood to read, and I don't have the equipment on me, and that could be, like, when I'm, like, at school or something, and I don't have the right tabs, and needs to be the correct color tabs, this is for me, and this is not for everyone, but this is for me, and because of that, I wait till I get home, but once I get home, the inspiration to read just, like, it just dies, and it just doesn't work out for me anymore. And I have to wait another three months of pending before I can get into that mood again. And by that time, I've got five extra books added onto my bookshelf. So, yeah, that is my TBR list just, like, going. And the vibe is, for this, is, um, like, if I had to psychoanalyze this, is that, and this is for the ones that I just said, like, um, you're, you've got a long TBR. I would say that you're a wee bit of a perfectionist. Uh, and like, this is if you get into like slumps easily in the middle, in the middle of a book and stuff, you're a little bit of a perfectionist and your life is kind of falling apart, but not really. I don't know. You think you're over exaggerating and you think your, your life is all over the place, but like, you know, reasonable emotional response. And I think you're relatively cool at keeping others from knowing that your life is falling apart, but your significant tell is your your reading list or your bookshelf, okay, um, and the state of that, uh, and I say you're a bit of perfectionist because the reason why your TBR list is so long is obviously at one point you wanted to read that book and you got it for a reason, like you spent your money on that, um, but you can't read that book unless you're in the perfect environment, and for me, for me, it's the tabbing thing, right, I need to have my tabs ready, um, but for you, that could be like, you can't read a book unless you have hot chocolate with you because that's just the vibe that you want. Or you can't read a book unless you've got your favorite bookmark with you. And it's just, for some people, that's insignificant. But for us who are like, you know, who like, it's just, 
you need it and it's just it's not right it doesn't feel right and it just needs to be it needs to be it needs to be corrected and that's the only way I can continue reading unless I am forced by like sheer will and that that is tough um obviously that's not necessarily true um some people maybe you just and also I get the vibe that you have commitment issues and that could be for the very same reason of having um being a perfectionist and wanting to create the perfect environment but it could also be because um you perhaps got attached to a certain book or a certain character and this is for people who are both who both have a tbr and has a comfort book that they read all the time so um you have a long list of um books to read but instead of reading that you just go back to the ones that you're familiar with and if you have that combination then the vibe i get is that you have commitment issues and um like you want to get to know a new character a new book a new story setting but you're scared or it's just tough for you because it's just it's too long and you just like you can't stick it out for that long even if it's not very very long and you just go back to the one that you're just most comfortable by and you go back to your comfort book and it's just it's easier that way because you don't need to get to know them and in that's sort of the same scene as dating like if you've been on the market for a really long time um and this isn't necessarily and I would say that I would say that um you had a relationship that you had a pretty tough time on whether during the relationship or post relationship and it doesn't need to be a recent relationship like this could be a relationship that you had ages and it might not even be it might not necessarily be a romantic relationship that fully developed or it could just be like a friendship relationship that you had or it could be a possible relationship like a relationship that could have been and it didn't end up working out that person either denied you because they didn't feel the same way or they never knew about it and they met someone else and you were just there as that person who was completely unrelated to it and everything, right? So because of those experiences, you, whenever you go to like dates and stuff, what your mentality is always just like, oh my God, this is so tedious. This is so long because I have to get to know them for a few months in order to actually be invested and it just takes so long for you to put your money on this bet that you don't know if it's just worth it it's just you're too impatient to get to the part where you can trust each other cuddle in bed and just have that partner and that emotional security of having someone there for you um so yeah that's the vibe that I get from from if you have a long tbr and you have a comfort book that you constantly go to commitment issues obviously not necessarily for relationship vibe but that is what I'm envisioning at the moment it could just be commitment issues in general whether that's for like work or hobbies or something like that (laughs) maybe I went a bit too deep on that last one there um yeah so that's that's the vibe that I get and um yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this so just to summarize I talked about the rereader the annotator the amnesiac the spine cracker, um, uh, the the page folder, and um, the speed reader slash slow reader, and then finally the TBR. I hope you guys enjoyed that, honestly, because I definitely enjoyed that a hell of a lot. Um, and I might actually continue this because I've got a lot more readers that I could talk about. And um, let me know if my psychoanalyzing was on point because I'm genuinely, genuinely curious. I tried psychoanalyzing my friend once and she got so offended. She like cussed me out and everything. (laughs) Which I'll tell you guys on that story next time we see each other. All right. I hope you guys have a great day. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you all for joining me today on Thoughts and Theories. I hope you've learned something new or taken away something to think about. I hope to see you all next time. Till then. This has been Thoughts and Theories with Asha Ama Asri. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.